Reaching the Summit Women's Basketball Podcast is dedicated to supporting the Summit League and its student-athletes by commending their accolades and talking hoops. This podcast is hosted by a washed-up NAIA golfer, avid sports fan, and jackrabbit at heart, Madison Van Walligan Boston. Welcome back, Reaching the Summit Women's Basketball Podcast listeners. We are a few days late this week, or I guess early if you want to look at it that way, but that's because we were coordinating a very special guest. I'm going to give you a drum roll. Jordan Decker is back, everybody. Jordan, I'm so excited that you're back. How are you? (laughs) I'm good, Madison. Thanks for having me. Good to be back. I'm glad to see we've added sound effects. That is fantastic. Oh, yes. The production is much higher quality than it was when I didn't know what I was doing last year. (laughs) (laughs) I I still don't know what I'm doing, but it's a little bit better. So, oh, I did forget your round of applause. No, we still have no sponsorships. Here's your round of applause. I forgot it. Oh. All right. Jordan is back. We still are sponsored by no one. Um, I was going to start working on that, but then I got deep in the weeds with my volleyball podcast and just put more effort into that. But maybe in our third year, we will actually have some sponsorships. I got too deep into um, trying to keep up with the kids and a new job. So hopefully things will start to change and I'll be back regularly. I would love that. I have I Ryan's been... giving me a media pass this year, though. I feel like you have to be involved at least half the season. Um, we didn't apply for one for you. Sorry. <laughs> oh no, I don't expect one. Absolutely not. I don't know if he's giving me one either. Did you see our Twitter banter the other day, no. like last week? Okay, so the Summit League office people, um did feeding south dakota and they had like name like the sticker name tags and when they were leaving i guess um aubrey and michael and i think keenan and someone else put them on ryan's back right and um i think mindy k had a hand in that too i was told um but at lunch like he i think they figured out that he already knew but aubrey took a picture of Ryan's back with like half of her name tag on it and Michael's and Keenan's on it and put it on Twitter. And she said, do you think he knows? And I replied from the podcast account. I quote tweeted it. And I said, dare us to do this at the tournament. Ryan Powell, who never uses Twitter, decides to reply. And this man said, you have to get there first with that little sly smile emoji. And I was like, that was savage. Sap from the top rope. Ryan. From the top, I was like absolutely savage, and then I was like, 
but please approve approve our credential request. Thank you. We love you. With like the cute little like sad eyes or whatever. But I was just like, wow. I, I thought that he was just going to like send a laughing face or something, but he hammered us. Seems to be an active this season. He's pretty active on the tweet. He has been a lot more active on Twitter. I like it. I like the, I like the banter. Summit League, I'd be active too. Heck yeah. Um, let's start with recapping last week's games. We did not have We're a Monday to game to the agenda, week. right? I think you and I have a history of pretty much not sticking to the agenda, but we will try oh, no. our darnest. No, we never do. We never do. It's easy for me when I'm by myself because I like have to stick to the agenda or no one's going to listen to it. But um, I like to get off topic when I have friends here. So we did have a Monday game last week. So um, exactly a week ago at the time that we're recording this, USD beat Denver 59 to 50 in Denver. On Thursday, South Dakota State came away with a 99-57 win over St. Thomas. Oral Roberts with a 93-83 win over Denver. South Dakota with a 74-56 win over Western. And Kansas City with a 64-55 win over Omaha. Anything jump out at you from Thursday? Or Monday? Just that Oral Roberts can score the basketball really well this season. Yeah, Um, they, they really can. And Western, um, I did watch most of that game, but it was pretty close early on, wasn't it? First half, especially. Western. Yeah, even, didn't they come back in the third quarter, too? I think so. I feel like they got it. Little run. Fairly close, yeah. And then I turned it on in the middle of the fourth, and I was like, oh, well, that happened. (laughs) Yeah. um, I think the thing that, surprises me the most over are you just asking for thursday or from last week last week too um let's talk okay let me recap saturday's games and then i'll ask you about the whole week so on saturday um und beat ndsu 82 to 73 a little sweet sweet revenge there um saint thomas beat south dakota 70 to 64 denver took a win over kansas city 69 to 60 SDSU over Western pretty handily, 81 to 58. And Oral Roberts with another overtime win, 94 to 90, and that over Omaha. And that makes four wins in a row for the Golden Eagles. Golden Eagles are hot. Four in a row, huh? They yeah, are hot. I, I, obviously, the biggest surprise um, was USD's loss at home, to me, anyways against St. Thomas. Not to take anything away from him, obviously, but I think that and um, you know, SDSU just keeps rolling, folks. Uh, and we'll get to this in a, in a sec. Like I talked to you, Madison, but I think it's kind of like guys. I, I don't think necessarily looking at standings or where teams are at as far as when the tournament starts. It's all about matchups and how that turns out because the six seed, whoever that could be, like, I don't even know. Let's say it's Omaha. It goes up against the two seed. I think they match up well versus the North Dakota schools. I don't know. We'll find out. We are going to find out. And we're going to find out quite shortly. We're about five weeks away from this whole rendezvous. Four and a half weeks. Well, it's going to be February. <laughs> Thursday's February 2nd. Tournament starts on March 3rd. So, yeah, yeah that... we're getting quite close. No, I was sorry I cut you off there. I I think the biggest one from last weekend is 
USD's loss at home against St. Thomas, but they're they're pretty short on players, available players, and they're quite a young team, but well, in St. Thomas, I know when I talked to Coach Sin a couple weeks ago, one thing we talked about was when their their scoring average before probably three weeks ago was like 58 points or something like that, or 55 mm-hmm. points. So for them, 70 points is darn near 20 over their average. And they're kind of starting to push their offense a little bit more. And I don't – I know USD is shorthanded, absolutely. And it's a tough to win in in the Coyote Sports Center. I SDSU fans would know. <laughs> I think USD was down by 21 or something at one point. At one I mean, point, yeah. Not not pretty, but, you know, that, that happens sometimes. It's just you never know which team you're going to get. And St. Thomas came out guns a-blazing. Ready to a, go. It was really good to see um, from St. Thomas, the Tommies. Motivated behind that $75 million donation. Oh, absolutely. Get basketball that, out that of arena looks, That arena looks sick. It's going to be so dope. Fantastic. I know we were talking about it in the group chat, and there was some concern, like, basketball-hockey combos are not always the greatest, but I made the point that as a student um, in a hockey arena, you get to use the boards to make noise during basketball games, and that's pretty fun. <laughs> so it also makes your hands really red, so I would recommend being prepared for that, but... That arena is going to be super nice. I'm super excited for them. I would say for me, the biggest surprise from last week. Honestly, is probably the Kansas City win over Omaha. Um, I've been saying for a while that like Kansas City is capable and we just need to see that. And you know, they had five players in double digits that day. Um, and actually, those five players did all of their scoring except for four points from Jocelyn Ewell. So, and they're a little shorthanded right now as well. Um, so for them to be able to put something together, because that's kind of been their thing. They they can score, they can play defense, but they haven't been able to put it all together. So for them to be able to put something all together, I think is really great. On the other side... I don't really know what happened to Omaha that day um, because I think that they should have should have had that game by 15, if not more. But that's just my opinion based on how they've been playing. So, And then they come back two days later and score, I know it was overtime, but scored 90 points. and they Against Oral Roberts, which is a much tougher team to score points against. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. So Lots of inconsistencies for everyone right now. That's hmm? four in a row for Omaha losing? For... Oh, is it? Let me see here. Let's yeah. check. Four in a row. Oral Yikers. Roberts, Kansas City, USD, and SDSU. I think Omaha is a good matchup against SDSU, but we'll have to see how that second um, matchup goes in Brookings. Right. Well, you got to remember that SDSU has has Omaha trauma. Anytime they've gone to Baxter since 2021 tournament, it's been a little rocky. I think this was before the podcast, but I'm pretty sure I – that's going to sound so arrogant, but I I did call that. I remember calling that game, being like, I don't know. I don't think they're going to pull it off down in Omaha. 
That's such a USD, like, thing to do, though. Like, Jack's gonna do the same thing. We be like, ah, oh, USD sucks. They're not gonna win. Like, you could call, like, no, you could literally just matchup. start calling. It was just that matchup down there and how they had struggled against them in Brookings that year. And I was like, I don't like this matchup for them down there. And it luckily they shot, like, poop when they were down there. And... <laughs> I don't know what it is about Baxter, but it's, it's, we have a lot of arenas in the, in the summit that are just like tough places to play which i think makes it that much more fun but yeah for fans anyway for me um let's talk about since we started this discussion we always like to do like who we think player of the year coach of the year could be should be will be so i'm curious <laughs> jordan what do you think which one coach player Let's start with player. Ooh, player. Um, I am going to go with, I like I mentioned to you before, I think there's a handful that I don't think there's one clear-cut front runner right now. Um, but if you're asking me, I would probably put, oh, this is tough. I would put Hannah Cooper as the player of the year right now and like one a and then one b casey i don't know i think a lot of games left to be played obviously but i think those two are year two right now well i think that's just it i think at this point last year it was pretty clear like there was still some discussion to be had but it was it was clearer than it is right now but the way i mean hannah cooper didn't have a case for herself until Two weeks ago, but now all of yeah. a sudden, Oral Roberts has won four in a row. She's dropping 30 points a game or some ungodly number. Not every game, Cooper, but a lot. Yeah, Cooper's got a 20.3, Casey's 21.1. Then you've got Alina Pilacuda, who yeah, I Elena's think has certainly, really well. I mean, I'm biased. Everybody and their grandma knows that I love her, but I think she can make a case for herself. And, the, and I think what helps her is the fact that Omaha a few weeks ago was tied for third or was standalone third in the conference, even though they'd played one less game than everybody else. When's the last time Omaha was third in the conference? Well, and, and here's the thing too, is um, tears and more is the only one in the conference averaging a double, double. And she hasn't even played every 11. game. <laughs> no. Mm -mm. You know and you could probably... I was looking this up the other day. There's only one player listed for three-point field goal percentage because in order to have the stat, you have to have at least two and a half three-point field goals per game. Per game, yeah. There's only one. Delaney Nix of Oral Roberts. She's at 2.6. Everyone else is below that. I, th I, th I thought that was kind of crazy that there's only one person averaging it over is. two and a half three per game. That's balanced basketball is what that is. You could make a case well, for having Hamling. You could definitely make a case. She's leading the league in free throw again. Um, top five in assists. She's just outside of top five in scoring. She's six in scoring. But, I mean, this you and this is the way it is every year, but the the first team will start to separate themselves. The, the ball players are going to start playing some really good ball. The leaders of the teams. Yeah. 
So now that brings us uh, to coach of the year. And this is always the hot topic because there's who who has a case who we personally think it should be and who we think it's probably going to be. There's always three different answers yeah. when we get when I we mean, get to this point. There's in in my opinion there's only two coaches that can take up those three spots and the one is obviously uh coach Johnston. I mean you're undefeated in league play it's going to get you that unless the second place team is a first year coach and goes what 17 and 1 or something but um I think it's AJ and and it Jory's the only other one that I think you can put up there. And that's if they somehow can go and they have the talent to do so, but win out the regular season. Mm-hmm. But if SDSU goes undefeated, I, it's no brainer again this year. Right. It's a done deal. I would agree yeah. with that. And I hope that, um, we said this last year and I actually said this on Twitter and it got me in a little bit of trouble. I had some people yelling at me. Um, but we were talking about how at some point, you know, we were making the argument for JC Hoyt and we were saying at some point, like what is undefeated when you've been undefeated several times, I don't want to piss off any Jackrabbit fans. I am a Jackrabbit fan too, but at, like at some point you have to consider other people. So I think that if, if somehow Jory's group does win out the season um, or handily beats SDSU or, or, you know, some ungodly crazy thing happens, I think that you could make make a case for that. But Yeah, I mean, it starts to become like the, how do they compare it in other sports, like the LeBron James or Patrick Mahomes, right? Like, especially LeBron, you hear a lot of argument from his supporters. Like he could win it every year, but they just, they, they don't want to vote for the same person every year. Right. And maybe not the last few years with Giannis and, and whatnot. But anyways, that's different. But anyways, you know that's what I mean? Different. No, like he could, AJ could have two losses, one loss or go undefeated. And he's going to be considered the front runner, if not second for the award. Right. Because that's continued excellence. And well-deserved. Right. But I agree. I think if, yeah, if it, it, just looking at the standings, I don't think anyone else. I mean, everyone else has four losses. I mean, if NDSU goes fifteen and three, STSU, well, State Skills got to get two losses because I think that was my hot take at the beginning of that they would lose two. You, your yeah, your hot take was that State would lose two, and then you kind of upped it to nobody's going to get out of here with less than two losses. Yeah, I mean, I also didn't think they were going to score at will like they have been, but yeah. I could I could still see it though the way they played in Omaha in the first half and only beating Denver by 10 I think it was 9 or 10 and Denver is not Denver's another one of those teams that hasn't shown us completely what they're capable of yet this year um, I want to like we know this. they're a threat but I think I think it's very possible that SDSU loses two games I hope not but well and here's the thing is and I I don't have a good memory with this, but the last time, like the earliest someone's clinched the conference, right? Like the one seed, um, they don't have a single player in the top 15 average minutes played. And I mean, they're extremely well balanced. They obviously have a very experienced roster. So it's like, you know, if they have it wrapped up with that one seed, 
the last weekend or even the last three games? You know, do you try different things? Do you try to you, maybe you take a game, the last game? I don't know. I don't know. So maybe they sneak a loss in there. I don't I know. Think... No, probably not. You know what? No, because they're, they're competitors. And if they're vying for, uh, I hate saying this as a USD guy, but I think they're worthy of at least receiving some votes in the top 25. I think their resume is pretty darn decent. Um, so they're going to be vying for seatage at that point. But who knows? I, I don't know. I don't, they have never shown signs of resting like that before and i don't think they will but that's how and that's I guess not it. an aj thing because we talked about that no. last year too i just don't i no, don't but leaving players in you know with eight minutes to go up 45 that is that an aj thing just kidding just kidding you're not though mark was tweeting not, about that and i, I was starting the, the to get etiquette, well i think the etiquette was um i believe visiting teams usually do that like quote unquote you know for example, the white flag, right? Like the visiting team will be like, all right, we're done. But USD only had eight girls available. Eight girls. That game, so yeah. half their roster was starters. I don't know. I'm sure if folks are listening that are state, they disagree. But I, I thought it was kind of like, really? I get it. I do. I see all sides of it. I don't really well, have There was a... a record to be broken, right? The scoring record, they were with that was within reach. There was I mean it's your rival. I mean, I get it. Yeah, I'm a little salty about it. That's okay. I you can be salty. I've got stuff from five years ago that I'm salty about. We tend not to I get over them. these things. A little uncharacteristic. It just it I think it surprised a lot of us Kyo fans. Yeah. I can get that. I mean, I'm not the person to ask. I don't know why he did what he did. <laughs> We'd like to welcome I would, I would... Johnston onto the podcast yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he's probably going to hear this, and then Megan's going to get my interview request, and she's going to be like, yeah, he's not interested. Sorry. <laughs> oh I need I to mean, have him on, though, because I... I just thought it was uncharacteristic of... I, I just didn't think he was going to do that, but... It, it's yeah. fine. I mean, they deserved the win. They USD didn't play well at all, and it is what it is. And Frost yeah. is already a really tough place to play. I, someone posted a gif of like a bus screeching out of a parking lot and was like, "USD currently in Brookings right now." <laughs> I would, I would have just, I would have gotten into my, I wouldn't have even changed. I've been like, we're leaving in my jersey. I'm just gonna put my coat on. Get me yeah. on this bus. Get me out of here. Yeah. Um, I was I yeah. was even a little surprised. I didn't get to watch that game. I think I was working, um, and I checked it after, and I I went back and rewatched it, and I was just like, wow, like I knew USC was <laughs> short. I just didn't expect I, from both ends. I I expected USC to perform better, and I didn't think SDSU was going to be able to score that much. But yeah, it is Tough what game. it is. I I do need him on the podcast though because JD said on the record that when AJ was on the show, he was going to send in the question of like, what's the weirdest? I said, I was going to ask him what's the weirdest thing that JD's ever said to you. And JD was like, yeah, when he's on the show, you can tell him that question came from me. So I do need to have him um, on the podcast, hopefully here in the next couple of weeks, but. Next year we should do two coaches on at the same time and not tell him who is joining. That would be so much fun. I also think that we would lose all of our credibility. Um, 
Let us have a little fun. Come on, yeah. folks. I mean, it, it would be so easy to put JD and Dosha on together. Maybe in the off season. I can understand in the season. Maybe like off season, that'd be kind of fun. But what would we even do though? We'd have to have like some sort of game to play or something. I don't know. If we get sponsorships, we could just fly in the coaches and have like a video. Like we could have like a set location, like at a bar in the summer or something. That would actually be really fun. We could do we'll like our own in. little margarita podcast. <laughs> Did you see Matt Frazee's new podcast? Who's Matt Frazee? You don't. Oh, I forget. You don't know who Matt Frazee is. Um, he's the like FCS Fans Nation guy, or one of them. I mean, maybe if you guys ever I went mean, to Frisco, you'd pay attention to them. But yeah, it's that's okay. not happening anytime soon. I'm yeah. getting like big ideas now. You're welcome. I'm back. He's back. Boom. All right. Um, we are going to drop in our interview. But before we do that, we want to talk quickly about Wednesday this week. So February 1st is National Girls and Women in Sports Day. Obviously, we are a women's sports podcast. Um, so super important to us and close to our hearts to honor that and, and commemorate that day. So what we did is talked to Summit League membership. We talked to Summit League officials. We talked to sports information directors, recruiting coordinators, coaches, assistant coaches, and of course, student athletes. And we just asked them, what is it like to be a woman in sports? Who inspired you? Why do you think it's important, you know, for women to keep advancing? And we cut together a little video and we're going to drop that on Wednesday from the podcast account. So make sure that you come back and check that out. Without further ado... Our interview for today is Elena Pilacuda, so we'll drop that in and we'll be right back. We want to welcome our listeners back to the show. We have a treat for you today. Sitting down with me now from the Omaha Mavericks is Graduate Center Elena Pilacuda. Elena, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. We've been wanting to get you on the show for a long time, so this is uh, exciting for me. Uh, well, let's just dive right in. So anybody who's paid any attention over the course of your career at Omaha knows that it certainly is a lot different this year than it has been. You've been in the win column a lot more than previous years, and even the games that you're losing have been really close and kind of really good battles. What are some of the things that have allowed the team to succeed a little bit more this year? Um, I think the difference this year is that we have uh, much more experience compared to previous years. I think our team, it's more veterans than freshmen. And I think that definitely helps with uh, knowing the game and uh, seeing the game differently and knowing what to expect from the Summit League specifically and the game of college basketball because it's a different. The difference between college basketball and high school basketball is huge. And I think having those older players helps a lot. Absolutely. Well, to kind of follow up on that and talk about some of those older players, you are one of them <laughs> and you're leading the team in scoring, rebounding and blocks. I would argue that we've kind of seen you settle into a more dominant role on the court this year. What or who do you credit with your performance so far this season? I mean, obviously, my coaches uh, um, gave me that role and I gladly took it and uh, they worked with me throughout all the years that they've been here. And I think um, my teammates have trusted me and that's definitely showing uh, on the court. And I couldn't do any of them without them. So 
definitely my coaches and my teammates have a big part of how I'm playing this year. Well, we're about halfway through the season and you've got Kansas City and Oral Roberts coming up this weekend. What is kind of your mindset or the team's mindset for the second half of the schedule as you continue to prepare for the tournament in Sioux Falls? Um, I think the first half we uh, lost some games that we could have won and we saw how close we were. And it was a good um, first half because we saw the teams. The teams are so different this year. So playing them once, it was, it was good to know. So now we know what to expect. It's obviously going to be a whole different game playing them a second time around. So I think we're ready to go get those games that we lost and win the games that we already won again. Is there a game that you're more excited for than any other? I mean, obviously, you want to be the best of the best. So South Dakota State, North Dakota State, they're up in the standings are always the games that you look forward to. But every game is important. So we want to win all games that we can this year. Wise words from Elena. (laughs) Um, All right, we're going to move into kind of our fun questions. So what is the best thing that happened at practice this year? Oh, the best thing that happened. I I can't remember a specific moment, but uh, Coach Hudson, he's he's a goofy person. He is always like trying to make everyone laugh and just even Coach Banks, when whenever we're struggling in practice, he's the one that like you can count on to make us laugh and just joke around and be goofy the whole time. But I do remember one from last year, so I can say that because it was funny. He, um, we were going through some scouting. He was playing, Coach Hudson was playing, and he threw a, like a baseball pass in one of our teammates' face, like really hard. And we all froze and he was, he did not know what to do. So it was kind of funny now looking back to it, but during that time, that moment wasn't funny at all, but yeah, I can't remember that for sure. Who did he hit with the ball? Sam, Sam Mitchell. Wow. Yep. <laughs> That's incredible. I love that. Um, I'm glad that her face is still intact. Yes. Yeah, um, perfect. <laughs> what is your favorite song to play in the locker room or on the bus in the pregame, wherever it is? I'm not really... I try not to listen to songs before the game because I'm a huge overthinker. So I think a lot when I listen to songs, but if I my like if I'm in the car and I have to listen to one, it will be unstoppable. That's my favorite one recently. It's very inspiring okay. before the game. So So do you have like a pregame ritual where you just like sit in silence and try not to think or like how do you combat that because I also am a severe overthinker so any like tips and tricks you have would be great yes so well when I was listening to music I always like I would try to play the game in my head and just pre-play everything that is going to happen and that would just stress me out so um when it's away games and we have that bus ride to the game I usually try to read on my phone or something like do something that will have me focus on one thing at a time and I think reading really helped me recently and when it's home games I have a specific routine that I just go through every day before the game that doesn't allow me to overthink pretty much so yeah good to know (laughs) that's a good piece of advice um what is the best thing about playing for Carrie Banks 
I would say just um, seeing how much she loves the game and uh, how invested she is to the game makes you want to work harder and learn more. And she has so much experience to share with us. And I think that's uh, what makes it fun to work with her. She shares all her knowledge and the way she sees the game. And there's a lot to learn from her. I love that. That's awesome. Um, well, before I let you go, I do want to congratulate you on reaching that 1000 point mark last week or the, the week before, whenever that was. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's been a, it yeah, absolutely. a while. <laughs> hey, that's okay. You are the epitome of just like waiting for your time. I know you've started a lot of games since you were a freshman, but mm-hmm. you haven't always been leading yeah. in the scoring or leading in the rebounds or whatever, but you are always you always have some sort of significant role. And I think that it's really important and also admirable to be that player that doesn't necessarily have to be leading in everything, but you you are certainly an important part of the team. So mm-hmm, yeah. if nobody told you that today, there you go. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm a huge believer of like everything happens for a reason. So there's no like the right time will come. So there's no reason to stress about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you again for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. That was fun. Her Turn is a scholarship program designed to provide sport opportunities to young girls within the Brookings community who may not otherwise have the chance. Recipients of a Her Turn scholarship will be able to attend an SDSU athletic camp of their choice at no cost to their family. Not only will a scholarship recipient attend the athletic camp, but they will also experience a college campus, build relationships, and interact with positive female role models. In addition, Her Turn strives to reduce any barrier families commonly face in sport experiences. Her Turn will work with families to provide transportation to and from the camp, as well as provide necessary equipment to attend the camp. Her Turn is affiliated with the Brookings Foundation. If you want to make an impact on young female experiences in sport, you can check out the Her Turn website at herturnsd.org and also donate through the Brookings Foundation website or through Venmo at herturnsd. You can also find Her Turn South Dakota on your regular social media networks with the handle at herturnsd. Um, when I think it was Tom Neiman was the broadcaster saying like the program record was points. I was like, I mean, if you're chasing that, I get it. And it's not, I mean, not every day you get to beat your rival, almost double them up. Well, I, I kind of wonder if beating our rival who was in the sweet 16 last year is like, cause at this point we had a terrible West Coast road trip. That's a good point. That could have helped net if USD can play better. But I mean, like your scoring margin matters. Your points matter. Yeah. So, I'm so sure I don't was... like, I just, I think the only, like, I totally get being salty about it. And if it were the other way around, I'd be pissed too. So like, I'm not, I'm not yeah. judging that at all. And when you're trying to like, this is our probably since like Macy Miller, Maddie Gebert, like this is our best shot to make a run in the tournament that we've had. So like you might as well, and we're not going to get to do that if they give us a 15 seed and make us play South Carolina or, you know, or someone like that. You better hope you get to Ames. 
there's a hot chance that um they could end up in greensboro which oh that'd be nice for you four hours that's well yeah. worth it oh oh no i mean it's four hours it's not a big deal yeah i could be there by 10 o'clock in the morning and do the dang thing and come home if i had to come home get a media pass i bet you could oh absolutely i got one for the k-state game but I didn't, the guy didn't get back to me for over a week. So then I didn't, I, I waited to go because it was like over Christmas break. So I was going to go to yeah. Kansas City on like Thursday, um, go to the game Saturday, go home to South Dakota, whatever. But he didn't get back to me for like a week. So I was just like, okay, I'll wait and go to Kansas City Monday. So he, he got back to me on a Tuesday, but I didn't see it until Friday. And I'd emailed oh. him like the Tuesday prior, but he was like, no, that request is granted. Would love to have you. And then I have to email him back and be like, dude, sorry, like. But yeah, I got one for the K-State game, so I'm sure nice. I could, especially with the, like, um, Ryan and them have been, like, kind of hyping us up on Twitter. Like, they're tagging us in the weekly notebooks and stuff like that, so. Good. It's fun to keep up. Like, I, I've i watched, well, whoever USD is playing, and if they're even on a freaking streaming service. Um, I know. that I already ranted about that this season. Yeah, we won't talk about that on the podcast. I did already. Oh, you did it already? Oh, excellent. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two weeks ago. I was like, listen, I love the league, but this is my only beef with you guys. You need to they're fix try this. I know they're trying, and I know you know that they're trying, but it's still like... USD's quality is fan... And I don't know how States is, but like, it's good. Like, you can go to their website, and it's just there, and you listen to John... Or not John, mm -hmm. um, Carter, on the radio, and it's like, it's fantastic. You don't have to pay for it. If you have to pay for it, you need to find a sponsor that that could be like, you know, the streamcast brought to you by Cubbies, brought to you by uh, whatever's in North Dakota or whoever has a paywall. Denver has a paywall usually, don't they? Yeah, they do. And I don't think they even have a day pass like the Jacks do. Because I know someone was complaining about for gymnastics the other day, someone from Oklahoma, because Oklahoma Gymnastics was up in Denver yesterday. And they were like, Someone, oh, you gymnastics tweeted, it's behind a paywall, just so you know. And one of the parents was like, um, is there a day pass? Because, like, I only see monthly and yearly. And even then, you could just pay the monthly fee, which is, like, $12. And, like, to, like my only beef with – I get mad about paying for it, too. But, like, if you were going to go to the game, you would – I can pay $8 to watch it because I would be paying more than that to actually go to the game. That's, and like, kind of my only thing. But it is annoying. Oh, it is. But I don't mean this to come across because obviously I'm a huge proponent and fan of women's basketball. But if you're trying to grow the sport, you need to get more eyes on it. Like if it's Absolutely. like Oral Roberts in North Dakota State and you can't get to it. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd, if I was as invested as some of those guys are in the guys chat, I would pay eight, nine bucks for that one time use because this is a huge game in the league. But like if just looking at standings here, like Oral Roberts and, okay, NDSU and the women's side are playing. It's like, I know this is a good matchup. If I want to push this to other people, like, guys, if you're a fan of this league, this is for second place. Like, go watch this. I'd be like, let's, either it's free or, I don't know. Yeah. Because When right you're pushing now, it to people to that it. don't, right, that wouldn't normally seek it out. Yeah, You got to grow it first. If you want, my, I, I don't know, if you want money, get a sponsor, 2500 bucks for the whole year, gives you the broadcast for free. I don't know. Like, yeah. I just, I'm not I in know... the position of an athletic director, so I, I, I'm probably really ignorant on it, but I just, I don't know. 
it just feels like it can't be that hard, you know? But again, like we're not in that spot, so I guess it, it'd be what it be and we'll put up with it. But yeah, I think I do think this is actually this fits into like the women in sports day conversation. Like it is important if you want to grow the game, you need to do what you can do to grow the game without like like sometimes you have to appease people to grow yeah. the game. So I don't know. Nobody's Anyways. doing anything wrong. I think our frustration is we're just trying to to grow this the the women's side of the summit league no one's doing anything wrong it's just i get why you have the paywall for the money but there's got to be some other avenues to get that money to allow more eyes to see and again we're just talking women's to get more eyes to watch the games and get them you know get familiarized with all the other players in the league and when they're visiting your home court um ongoing battle Something that actually stuck with me, like, as far as, like, visiting teams go, I was at the tournament, um, 2019, it must have been, and I was talking to the ORU cheer coaches, I was talking to them about Misty Cusson, and I said their, her name, and they were like, wow, we're, like, actually surprised that you, like, know our coach's name, and I was like, why? And they were like, nobody in the league knows, like, people don't know that. And I was like are people really not paying attention? And that was like the first time that it kind of hit me. Like, and then the podcast came along shortly after, but that was the first time it kind of hit me that I was like, how do people not know this? Like, how are they not like watching the entire league? So, and then you were like, Hey, want to do this podcast? And I was like, heck yeah, I do. Here we are. (laughs) It's just, you know, the South Dakota schools for the last good, better half of a decade and a half have kind of ran the league and, I think that the competition gets better every year. I think the transfer portal can help significantly. I don't know the number, but looking at some of the rosters and seeing how many other players came from like some power five group of five schools just for like their grad year or something. I think it's encouraging to see. seems like a pretty veteran league this year. And I, that might be the case next year too. I don't even know how many years left we have of this COVID fallout. The current juniors are the last ones with the COVID year. So, so anyone two, that's a freshman and sophomore is only going to have four years. So, so two, current sophomores, three years left. Yeah. Current sophomores are in their second year out of four. Man, good on you, because I could not have been in college for six years. <laughs> Unless you're getting your master's. I mean, good for you then. Which I'm assuming I they did. would. They'd have to. They'd have to still be taking yeah. classes. Some of them start a master's. I know some football players at SDSU that started their master's to play and then just decided, <laughs> like, eh, whatever. But All right. What a great opportunity to sit down with the center from Omaha, Elena Pilakuda. You guys have heard me talk about her so much. I just think it's so cool that she has kind of waited her turn. You know, she's played a lot, but hasn't really been their big scorer, and she finally gets to be – Gets to be their breakout star. So good for her. Um, so much fun to meet her and sit down and chat with her. All right, Jordan, let's talk upcoming games. On Thursday, Denver at Western Illinois, 6 p.m. Macomb time. Um, you can find that on Western Illinois' website. South Dakota State at North Dakota, 7 p.m. Midco Sports. Omaha at St. Thomas, 7 p.m. on the Tommy website, and South Dakota at North Dakota State, 7 p.m. on WDAY Extra, as well as 
ESPN plus. I wonder who's going to call that. That is that a Dom Izzo thing? No idea for the bison. The bison. The homeless cows. Sorry, what? Oops, my for bad. The record Madison snuck an S in there. I heard it. <laughs> oh, oh, did yeah, I? Yeah, you said you said bison. I'm pretty sure I said bison. Um, all right. Saturday. Denver at St. Thomas, 1 p.m. St. Paul time. You can find that on the Tommy website. South Dakota State at North Dakota State, 1 p.m. in Fargo, WDAY Extra and ESPN Plus. South Dakota at North Dakota, 1 p.m. in Grand Forks on Midcoast Sports. Kansas City at Oral Roberts. That's your lone travel partner game this week. 2 p.m. in Tulsa on the ORU Sports Network. You can find that free stream. Thank you, ORU, on their website. Um, also Ryan Breeden is the ORU, um, women's basketball guy. First of all, campaign to get him to the Summit League tournament. We do love Adam Hildebrandt, but Ryan deserves to be there too. So let's start that. Also, Ryan's really good. You should check him out. He loves this team and he's been doing a great job. He's been with them all season. He's fresh, fresh out of school, um, and, and doing this. So cheer him on, give him some love and support. He's pretty cool. Um, that game again at 2 p.m. in Tulsa on the ORU Sports Network. And then finally, Omaha at Western Illinois, 2 p.m. in Macomb on the Leathernecks website. Game of the week, Jordan. Um, let's see. The, of the entire weekend, I'm going to go... Sorry, wrong one. I'm going to go... Omaha at Western. Yeah, I'm going to go Omaha at Western. I think something's cooking in Macomb, in that gym there. And I, I think it's Masner who's kind of making Lighten that a hot a place bit. to play for the Leathernecks, <laughs> both men and women. Um, Denver at Western will be – I think Western can win that one. Um, this looks like the weekend where there can be some separation in – you know, the groups that are like two through four and five through 10 kind of a thing. So um, I'm going to go Omaha Western, but I personally, I think USD at, it, it, it can sound biased. I don't care. USD at North Dakota State is a must win for USD. For the Yotes, yeah. Um, you know, that would, if they lost that, that would drop them to seven and five. North Dakota State would be eight and three. I mean, that's, two and a half games back. Um, and then you got to, you got to follow that up on Saturday at UND and Casey has seemed to have USD's number the past few matchups. So big weekend for USD up in North Dakota, but I like, and obviously SDSU, I mean, they beat the North Dakota schools by 30, I think each time in Brookings. Um, that first NDSU game with SDSU though was, Kind of like how USD came out and played. Um, just yeah. not like they'd been hot, they'd been great, and then don't know what happened. But I think, you know, and don't overlook the Oral Roberts game on Saturday, too. I was just going to bring off. that up. Yeah, they get the day off Thursday. In Kansas City, it's a must win for them. If Western and St. Thomas can split, they don't want to fall a game or two behind in that 10 spot. Well, so here's the thing. If... 
Hold on. Let me do some quick math. If North Dakota State loses one, so let's say they lose to South Dakota State, they're eight and four. Mm-hmm. If USD beats North Dakota and loses to NDSU, they're eight and four. Or if USD drops two, they're seven and five. Okay. Oral Roberts gets one yeah, win this two. weekend. They would drop to seven and six. Or seven and six, yep. If mm-hmm. Oral Roberts gets their one win this weekend, that puts them at eight and four. All of a sudden, they're in a tie with North Dakota State. And who would ha- is that head to head next? What's the tiebreaker? Head to head first? Um, have they played each other twice yet? Mm. They can't have. NDSU oh. lost to Oral Roberts by 22 on the, the first 19th. time. They play again on February 18th. So, um, yeah. But if Oral Roberts can get, really, if NDSU wants to be safe from Oral Roberts winning this weekend, they've got to win both. Otherwise, all of a sudden, we've got a tie for second place now. Yeah, again, like I said, I think NDSU is a a decent matchup against SDSU. I think you're right. That first, that just came out flat. Uncharacteristic. That's Uncharacteristic. our word of the... I'm going to title the pod that. That's our word of the... I'm not going to do that. Too many syllables. I do need a good title for it, though. Too many syllables. <laughs> well, the last one was titled Bearded Dragons, Celebrity Deaths, and Twitter. Um, did you know JD has a bearded dragon named Steve? Of course its name is Steve. We talk about him too much. Uh, well, other coaches need to get exotic pets. Get with the program. Dude, for real. It's only illegal if you get caught. <laughs> is a bearded dragon an exotic pet, though? I don't know. Bearded dragon? It just sounds like one. I don't think so. He probably it does kind of sound like mark. one. It does kind of sound like one. They're right next anyway, to the Anyway, um, my game of the week... I kind of have two. The Oral Roberts game, for the reasons that I just stated, I think they've got a hot chance to get themselves in a tie for second. And boy, that would wreak some havoc um, going into the, the latter third of the season. I also think that Denver and St. Thomas is a good matchup. Um, yeah. I think that St. Thomas would love to not be 3-8 and eight anymore. Um and Denver's right ahead of them at four and seven. So if if Denver can win that game, that would create some separation between those two. Um, and assuming that Western and Kansas City drop one, then it creates separation from from Denver in the bottom of the league. Maybe gives them a little bit of solidification in the sixth spot for now. Something or the seventh spot. Excuse me. North Dakota State and UND are both five and zero at home in conference play this year. Actually, hold on. North Dakota State's 8-0 at home this year, and North Dakota is 10-0. The North Dakota has not lost a game at home this season. Wow. Okay. Might be tuning into WDAY. A little WDAY action. Um, as it stands right now, SDSU in first, NDSU in second, USD and Oral Roberts tied for third at 7-4. and four. North Dakota at the 500 mark in fifth. Omaha and Denver tied for sixth at four and seven. 
St. Thomas in, oh, St. Thomas, Western, and Kansas City all tied for eighth slash last with three and eight, or at three and eight. So that's three ties. So if you didn't believe me last week when I was talking to JD and I was like, tie, 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 everybody's tied. Literally everybody's tied. So there are one, two, three teams that have standalone, sorry, four teams that have standalone, um, spots right now out of 10. I think that you could divide the standings easily into two groups as far as how they're playing. I think the top five, um, I think that's how it'll finish. I don't know in what order for two through five, but I think those are the top five teams. Um, and then the bot, the I'm only saying bottom five, but then the remaining five teams, I think will ba- battle each other and, I mean, they're all within a game. I think North Dakota is better than a five and five Summit League. I do team. too. Um, so I think from Omaha, Denver, St. Thomas, Western Kansas City, those five will be fighting to, well, one of them to not play on Friday. Also, glad you brought that up because I was going to slide into here quickly as as we start to wrap up. Segway. We all know there's an an extra. What'd you say? Segway. Segway. Presented by we all know no one. That there is an extra day of basketball this year at the good old Densan Prem Sen in Sioux Falls. Um, and that's Friday. And I know that we tend to not fill up the non South Dakota sessions or non Dakota sessions even at the tournament. But I would encourage you if you can take the day off, if you can work a half day and leave at eleven thirty. Um, and hop on over to the Denny, there's going to be some good basketball on Friday because everybody gets to go. Everybody is maybe approaching the season a tad bit differently. Um, and now it's about seating. It's not about who's going to be there. It's about where you're going to be and who you're going to face when you get there, just like Jordan was saying with matchups. So I think that Friday, uh, outside of the championship game, Friday might be the best basketball we see. Friday's all weekend. Be fun, especially with... Uh... Um, tickets being available, more tickets to the other schools after the Summer League kind of restarted their ticket process. We won't have to go into that because I know that ticked off your fan base. Um, but Oh, it was everybody's fan base. Well, and the thing that people were mad about was they used to be able to have six, I think. So I know multiple people that have groups of six that are now can't sit together, and that's what they're pissed about. But I yeah. just go, stand, drink beer. It, like, who cares? Yeah, it's an extra day to drink Yippio, you know. It's good. To drink what? Yippio. USD's premier red ale from Fernson. Oh, the, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So it's an extra day to drink yours up. I was like, that sounds familiar, but I've never had it. I probably won't be trying it. Um, um it's okay, I'm not gonna try that. I mean, if it's anything like yours up, it just tastes like water. So I mean uh... it's it's good, but I'm not a light I'm I'm not a like a I'm not a mick ultra girly i can no, be when you, i need it was to a be red ale like you can have a couple and it's not like you're chugging beer it's a good oh, okay it actually good tastes ale. good i think it tastes pretty good I've... i'm not trying to hammer fernson lion's paw is my bestie i, I do love some fernson but no i love all the local breweries. well i'm not going to get into how much i love all the local breweries don't want to embarrass myself <laughs> um <laughs> what were we talking about the extra day yeah friday yeah yeah. Um, 
I do too. I think it's going to be good matchups. And I mean, if you really want to watch the sport grow, go to it. I mean, volunteer. They're always looking for volunteers. All right. Any, uh, any hot takes, any BS? I know you got to go get your kiddos, but. Uh, hot takes. No, I think that it's getting pretty. Um, every, the, the standings are kind of revealing where people are. The hot take would be USD gets swept this weekend. How's that? You think that's going to happen? I don't want it to. I don't think that they will. But I mean, if I'm going to have a hot take, I'm just trying to look at the, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it for Oral Roberts. I would love to see Kelsey's crew find themselves in second place. I don't, I mean, as a not, as a USD fan, I can do another one that's not USD and I can say North Dakota sweeps and really causes, really causes chaos jumping to seven and five. Dude, that would be crazy actually. Because NDSU, if they, you know, let's say they lost two, they're seven and five. USD split splits, they're eight and five. Oral Roberts eight and five. North Dakota seven and five. Insert Elmo fire chaos emoji. Or right, that's not an emoji meme. I mean, the guy from uh, Inside Out when his head like goes up in flames. I just watched you know, that this weekend with the boys. It's such a good movie. I love that movie. That was a good. That was a really thought, well thought out movie. Dude, watch anything that you watched on Pixar like five, ten years ago. Go back and watch it. I was watching SpongeBob the other day. Dude, it hits a lot harder than it did when I was eight. I'll tell you that. You know what movie hits hard right now? Up. Damn. Dude, I know. Damn. I know. There's so much stuff like that that I go back and watch it, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Great. Well, I'm so glad that you came back. I hope that eventually in the future we can have you back full time. But if not, I'll take your guest hosting for now. No, thanks. I'm sorry I wasn't as prepared as normally am. Uh, trying to watch more. Life got a little busy, but would love to come back, kind of preview the tournament maybe in a few weeks. I think I can I think I can make that happen. I know can the girl who runs in? this thing. Yeah. Can you squeeze me I in? Think, okay. I think I can get you in. I think I can get you in, but all right, fans, that's JD605, our uh, one of our original content creators here coming back for the week. Um, I don't have anything else for you, so make sure you check out our Women in Sports Day video on Wednesday. Make sure you're watching, tweeting, whether you're pissed at us or happy with us, let us know. We may not reply if you're pissed, but we'll do our best. Um, and get the word out because I'm tired of people tweeting at the men's side at Reach Summit Pod and being like, why don't you cover women's basketball? We do. We do. So All if you I would like to tell your friends. Absolutely, Madison. Engage on Twitter. I mean, be respectful, obviously, but if you can. Um, this is just a podcast trying to talk about the league and we're going to have takes we're wrong on sometimes and a lot of the times we're dead on right, right? Right. I'm just kidding. Um, but just engage, <laughs> ask questions. You know, that's what we tried to start this for and what we're going to try to continue growing it. Um, yeah, support women's athletics. Stay on the summit. See you later. <laughs>